Welcome to The Stylist Diaries. The Stylist Diaries is your source for hair, beauty, branding, and everything in between. I'm your host, Heather Decline, a licensed hairstylist and makeup artist in Calgary, Alberta, with a passion for sharing stories and collaboration. Now, let's take a look inside The Stylist Diaries. Welcome to The Stylist Diaries. I have another sneaky bonus episode here for you. Today's guest is Carly Sapp. Carly is an amazingly talented hairstylist and educator based out of Calgary, Alberta. Carly is a Redken technical sales educator and a Redken certified colorist. I had the pleasure of learning from Carly when I was in hair school. Most recently, our paths have crossed again since Salon Bowie brought in Shades EQ. I'm so excited to have Carly as a guest today to share her extensive knowledge on all things hair and Redken, as well as offering some tips for stylists heading back to work after the pandemic. Okay, I'd like to welcome Carly Saad to the podcast. Hi, Carly. How are you? Hey, Heather. I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm so good. I'm so excited to be interviewing you today. Me too. Okay, so to start off, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, and then also maybe throw in a fun fact about yourself? Absolutely. So, like you said, my name's Carly Saab. Um, I like to consider myself the number one fur mom. <laughs> I have a cat and a dog. And uh, I am an educator for Redken, so I'm also a licensed hairstylist. And people always ask me how long I've been doing it. And literally my whole life, I have an uncle who's a hairstylist and I kind of hung out with him on the weekends and whenever possible. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've been licensed for 10 years. And uh, yeah, like I'm an educator for Redken. So I do technical sales education. So basically, any salon in Southern Alberta that has Redken, ideally I've been there and done education with them or it's on the plan to go there. So I'm kind of the encyclopedia, if you will, of Redken. And that's my job to kind of know any little thing you would need to know. And, and if I don't know it, I have the resources to get the information. Amazing. Is there any, anything fun about you that we should know? I think it's that I was a competitive dancer for pretty much my whole childhood up until grade 12, except my um, specialty, if you will, was actually baton twirling. Oh my God, amazing. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> I love it. Will you please bring your baton next time you're in our salon? <laughs> I don't currently have it in Calgary, but I'm actually work- working with a girl in Calgary to get one because I think <gasps> yeah. I might want to maybe do some some education in baton twirling too. Well, you've got some time on your hands now. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So you have been licensed for, you said over 10 years, but can you tell us a little bit about your hair journey kind of to where you are today? Absolutely. So like I said, I have an uncle who is a hairstylist and I also have two aunts and a cousin. So um, I'm from Ontario originally. So in Ontario at the time, you could do something called a youth apprenticeship. So in grade 11, I started going to the salon uh, in the afternoons and doing youth apprenticeship. So you got high school credits for it. And so graduating high school, I actually had basically hair school. So it's funny, I could have not gone to hair school, but I fought to go to hair school. And so I went into hair school and I'm not even going to lie. I was pretty bored (laughs) just because I had been working in the salon with family and they kind of tell you the ins and outs. 
Um, so I did hair school and then I ended up working at a salon uh, downtown Ottawa for about five years. Okay. And just getting, I had the opportunity to work with some amazing stylists. Like um, one of my girlfriends is from Iran and she's trained there. So she's got a different kind of style. Another one of my girlfriends is from France. So I got to learn from some really different uh, kind of stylists, which then brought me into education. So I did a little bit of education with another brand. Uh, and then our salon brought in uh, another brand, which then brought me out to Calgary. So I taught hair school um, at Aveda, where you went to school, Heather. So, <laughs> yeah, so I taught there um, for just under, just under three years, I guess. Oh, no, just over three years. Teaching hair school, you, it's the same thing over and over, right? You teach for 12 months, and then you get a new amazing group of people, and then you teach them for 12 months. And I loved it, but honestly, the hardest part was when you guys would graduate. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you, you lose your best friends over and over again. And that was really hard for me. And I just felt like I wanted to, I wanted to follow your guys's journey, if that doesn't sound creepy. Um, but also get to know more hairstylists and just get more back into the industry. So it's so neat now that I get to see you guys out in the salon and get to kind of be part of your education so it's I got to do hair and kind of master the craft and then turn it into education so it's been amazing the journey has been different than most but honestly I wouldn't change a single thing I get asked all the time if I miss being behind the chair but I think that's the best part is that I'm still behind the chair just in a different way which is amazing. I know I've been so happy that we were able to reconnect because I really loved learning from you when we were at Aveda. And now all these years later, you're in our salon representing Redkin and it's awesome. So happy. And I'm lucky to have always been able to work for companies that I believe in, you know, like it's yeah. it to change from one company to another is really hard, but Redkin really, you know me, I'm such a nerd and we're based on science and and we have so much education. So I think I've, I've definitely wound up where I'm supposed to be for sure. Amazing. So what do you love the most about working with Redken? Oh, that is, <laughs> might be a loaded question. That's a hard question. But honestly, I, I'm, I'm fortunate that I got asked this question a couple months ago at our Redken Artist Connection, which is like our training for our artists. Mm. And they said, Carly, why Redken? And honestly, I've never been able to be a part of something where I'm able to actually collaborate. So not only do I get to teach for this amazing company that has all of these amazing products and they always explain the why behind everything, which is really important to me. I actually get to be a part of some of like the curriculums and the platforms. And like, even just yesterday, I was on a call to change a, a class about retailing and consultation and it's a company that actually cares about what I have to say and they actually put some of my ideas in their in their in their portfolio or in their platforms uh -huh. rather so that's like why Redkin for me it's actually like I just feel like I belong like I'm actually part of something I'm not just working for the man if you will yeah. Amazing. And I know like you've, um, you've really gotten a lot of cool opportunities too because of working with Redken. So that is awesome. it's, it's crazy. The opportunities that I've had, like I never, never did I ever think that I would be in Las Vegas at the grand opening of symposium 
just able to be there. Like never did I think I would get invited to be part of something like that. I always thought I would have to be working backstage and, you know, maybe just be a name at the very end of the credits. Like I was actually invited to go. There's just so many cool things that, that have been presented. It's really awesome. What do you love the most about being an educator? Oh my goodness. So I think my favorite thing about being an educator is just seeing, seeing somebody actually learn something from you. So you, you show them a skill, maybe they don't get it the first time you help them work on it. Maybe it takes a day, maybe it takes 12 months, but the day they get it and they actually look at you and they're proud of themselves that they accomplished something that that's my favorite thing about being an educator. I just believe that it is so selfish if you have a skill and you don't share it um, or if you master a skill and you don't show somebody else how to master it I just I think it's selfish and that is my favorite thing about being an educator yes I think there is so much good about teaching others and there's so much great collaboration and learning that I think it really is such a special thing I agree if someone wanted to become an educator either with Redkin or otherwise what advice would you give them Oh, these questions are so good, Heather. I love them. Um, honestly, it, okay. So if you wanted to be an educator with Redkin, we'll start with that one because it's anyone can do it if you have a passion for education and you like to share knowledge. So we have a position called the Redkin Artist, which is basically like you can be a hairstylist full-time behind the chair. You just have to have a license and um, ideally be Redkin color certified, but we can work work with you on that and get you there. But basically you apply to be a Redkin artist. And if anybody's interested, we'll make sure that we give all the info to contact me and my boss, Barb Gartner. And basically you apply to be a Redkin artist. And then we take you through um, facilitator training. You get to shadow, um, a, you get a lot of education because you get to shadow a lot of it. And basically once you own the content, you learn how to deliver it and, and really Becoming a Redkin artist, it, it can happen as quickly as you are willing to work for it, and but you still get to be a hairdresser behind the chair full time. Then there's Redkin sales educators, which is like me full time, and that's more of a, you would look on the L'Oreal um, website and they would put out, uh, put out a job posting and you would apply for it. But the Redkin artist is really what is attractive to a lot of hairstylists because they still get to do hair full time. Like I said, I still get to do hair too, but it's just different. It's not full-time. It's more um, big color corrections, making sure that I'm using all of our color lines, things like that. Then on the flip side, being an educator just in general, there being an educator now is so cool because of social media. Mm -hmm. And um, your audience has changed so much. So there are a lot of people that choose to get into independent education, which is really just like, okay, I'm good at, let's say, extensions so now I'm going to be an independent educator for extensions so you can brand yourself that way yep. then there's also being an educator for any brand which the first step name of the game is you have to know their product so you have to be an insider you have to find the information whether it's contacting them and getting the information or it's like I remember back when I was an educator for another brand 10 years ago it was almost impossible to find anything online because nobody was uploading it. 
I remember trying to find what the numbering system was and not being able to find it. So now that you have so many resources available to you, become an expert in the brand and then let the brand know that you're an expert. Yeah. That's such good advice. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a matter, like even, even yourself, Heather, like I know you're, um, you do some education for some makeup brands and stuff like you, mm. you wouldn't be able to do that if you didn't know their product. And I imagine you use their product before you yes. became an educator, right? So it's, it's the same thing with being a hairstylist. Like if there's, if there's a product that you really, really love and maybe you've only tried one thing, like for me with Redken, it was Shades of Cute Gloss. Yeah. I was like, this stuff is freaking amazing. I need to learn more about it. And then it opened up the realm of everything in Redken. So it's like, if you have one thing in another brand that you love, become an expert in the line and then let them know you're an expert because a lot of the time they won't find you. You might get lucky and they'll find you, but Redken certainly didn't find me. I had to apply for this job. Yeah, I think that's definitely it, especially with like social media and Instagram right now, a lot of stylists like trying to get noticed um, by brands and by accounts. And I think that that's correct. Like you almost have to have that repertoire and that relationship with the brand rather than just like continually posting and just hoping they'll notice you one day and ask you to work for them or something like that. Exactly. Like the times have totally changed. It, like posting your work is absolutely important. You have to have a good profile. Your presence has to be strong but I think if you know you've been tagging Redken tagging Redken tagging Redken and thinking wow when are they going to ask me to be a Redken artist you may have to approach us so that we come at you and we're like wow your work is phenomenal we can't believe we missed you yeah that's a great tip like thank you so much for sharing that I'm sure there will be very many like lots of people listening to this that are curious about that so thank you yeah I hope so um, now, you mentioned your love for Shades EQ, so I definitely want to get into talking about Shades EQ. Um, so personally, I'm new to using them because I believe we brought them in just before the new year. So only maybe like six months, less than a year. But I love them. I'm in love. What do you love best about Shades? Oh, my goodness. I love so many things about Shades. Um, I think my most favorite thing about Shades EQ is the tagline that it's a color that thinks it's a conditioner, Yes, but that it truly actually does what it says it's going to do. So like, for example, right now we've been at home for some time. I have not done a single thing to my hair. The Shades EQ is progressively fading off on tone. So if anybody doesn't know what that means, basically in layman's terms, if you've ever had your hair start to fade and it's fading completely different from what you had done to it. So maybe you had a cool brown and it's starting to go really brassy. That is not a tendency of Shades EQ. If you had a cool brown, it should progressively fade cool. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm looking at my hair and the light's hitting it. And I normally prior to being a Shades EQ user would have seen brassiness. I'd see flicks of orange, flicks of red, flicks of yellow because my hair likes to be warm and it's fading on tone and it's cool. And I also don't have any line of demarcation. So there's no, like, I can't tell you when I put this Shades EQ on and how long my hair has been growing because I don't have that line there. Right. And for me, like, that's what drives me absolutely insane. And what drives a lot of hairstylists and clients alike insane is we just want to deal with the hair we just want to deal with the hair that we're trying to color. We don't want to mess up everything else maybe that we're not trying to color. Yeah. So I love that it doesn't have any lift to it. It doesn't alter any hair that I don't want it to. Mm -hmm. Amazing. 
I love it so much. Um, what are some important things that hairstylists should keep in mind when they're using shades? Um, maybe even for someone like myself who's newer to, to using the product? Yeah, that's awesome. So things to keep in mind are first and foremost, that it is an acidic, truly demi-permanent color. So like I just mentioned, it's not going to give you any lift and it's not going to um, cover any gray 100%. You can get gray blending. Mm -hmm. So so don't ever rely on it to give you 100% coverage, but you can get about a 50% blend. So keeping that in mind, I don't know if you have any picky picky people in your repertoire that would be upset with a blend, but making sure that you, you know what it's capable of. Um, it's really important to acknowledge that water in the hair can dilute this product. Yes. So, so manuf I work for the manufacturer, as I always say in classes. So our manufacturer directions are to put it on dry hair. So if you're ever putting this on hair that is not dry, and I know a lot of you listeners listening, that may be you, <laughs> and, and that's okay, I'll never resent you for it, but you have to know that your longevity will be affected by the amount of water that's in the hair. Yes. And that's just because of science. It's just diluting the product in the hair. Also, if the hair is not equally wet or equally dry, of course, porosity could be a thing. So having an uneven absorption of color, and that's just a principle of color. It's a, it's a principle. If, if something is not evenly wet or evenly dry, it's going to be, could be patchy. Right. Um, something else to note is that um, it is, again, a demi-permanent hair color. So it will progressively fade. But like I said, it will progressively fade on tone and it'll leave the hair feeling really shiny. So it uses wheat amino acids and a lightweight silicone. And that's going to give moisture protection and wet combability. So when the hair has been treated with Shades EQ, shampooed off, it should be a lot more manageable. So just knowing what you have with the product and knowing what to expect from it. The clients love to know that their hair is going to be more manageable. Oh, for and sure. shiny. <laughs> so I, shiny. Oh, so shiny. I actually would share an example of this with you because the last time you were in salon with us, and of course this was a while ago because we're currently like on week eight of our pandemic isolation, but um, you mentioned that we needed to apply our shades on dry hair. And I absolutely was one of those stylists that was guilty of just putting it on wet hair because of timing or whatever the case was. And so I actually had a blonde that came in that day after our class and I took the time to pull her out of the sink, uh, blow dry her hair, not a hundred percent dry, but like more dry than I would normally. And then apply the shades and let her sit for 20 minutes. And I was astounded with the results. They were so much better. Yeah, it, it just allow. It's just I always like to use the analogy of like baking a cake. Everybody's been yeah. at home in quarantine. I think everybody's baked <laughs> something. Um, if if you take a cake out of the oven too early, or you take a bread out of the oven, or whatever it is that you've been baking, you didn't give it the time that it needed. It's not that it's going to necessarily make you sick, but you're not going to want to devour that cake or that bread like you would if it was fully cooked. So it's just a matter of giving it the proper time to develop and then seeing what it can actually do when you gave it that time. Yeah. We also have to acknowledge that's something I should have know, uh, should have mentioned is um, it, it looks dark when it's processing. Yes. It's a hundred percent oxidative color. So while it's processing, it, you can't really stare at shades EQ and be like, yep, 
it's done. <laughs> it she really does. has that 20 minute development time. And if you do choose to pull it off beforehand, like you are the professional and that was your decision. And again, just because I worked for the manufacturer, like I'm here to support you. You pulled it off at 12 minutes. You do you girl. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to know that maybe they're not going to get as much shine or maybe that color is going to fade a lot quicker. It's really tough to say what it's going to do because it needed 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know that's definitely been something that I'm trying to focus on more with using shades. So thank you for that. <laughs> no worries. Um, so you still work behind the chair a couple days a week, but what are some of your favorite formulas that you use with shades? Oh, yes. So it's so funny when you say I work behind the chair, everybody will laugh because my chair is in the back of the Summit Warehouse. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's, uh, we have a mirror now, so it's gotten a lot more glamorous. So when you say I work behind the chair, my goodness, I miss work in the warehouse. (laughs) I miss that chair at the warehouse. (laughs) So some of my favorite formulas are Oh my God, I have so many. If you lift the hair to a really, really, really yellow, like a level nine, the most yellow you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) I like mixing 09V with a little bit of 09N and a little bit of 09GI. And so basically we're dealing with, so 09V is violet. 09N has blue and violet. And 09GI actually has gold and violet. So a lot of people are like, oh, why do you put that little bit of gold in there? Doesn't it make your formula super warm? She was very yellow. But what it does is it just, it creates an optical illusion that you can't really see, but that little bit of gold that you add in just allows light to reflect off of it, mm-hmm. but doesn't show any, any warmth, if you will. That's one of my favorites. Love it. My other favorite (laughs) that I have to tell you guys is if you lift to like a level 10 pale, pale, pale yellow, like there's almost no yellow in there, doing a full ounce of clear and then doing a full ounce of 09 violet rose and then adding in a half ounce of pastel peach. So it's like this really pretty almost warm but still kind of cool dusty rose color that is just so amazing and as it fades it kind of morphs into what would look like a pearl if you tone them with our pearl shades so for that blonde who's really really like even maybe you Heather you're a really pale blonde (laughs) this color morphs from like a not too warm not too cool really fun dusty rose into more of a pearly color. It's almost like that pastel peach leaves first and then leaves us with more of a violet. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I love that like um, pearly kind of look. A lot of clients really love that too. I find a lot of clients too, especially maybe now going back into the salon, we might be able to see, not be able to see them as often as we did. I think giving them those colors that actually have the opportunity to fade into something a little bit different to kind of pique their interest is going to be really cool. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think clients are going to really want maybe even like some element of change coming back into the salon because they've gone so long without getting their hair done. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's going to be really neat too, to see maybe some of those more higher maintenance clients, how their hair has faded and Mm -hmm. maybe how they've liked that. Like maybe some clients who you've been doing foils on 
that maybe you usually tone them at a level six or seven, but they maybe get quite bright underneath that toner. Maybe yeah. they've had the opportunity to see that toner get brighter. And now maybe they're thinking like, wow, Heather, do you think I would be a good blonde? Or what do you think about more of this caramel color? Like, this is really cool. Or maybe they'll say, hey, Heather, look at this cool color my hair morphed into. Do you think we could do that again? And, and we could just plan for it to fade back into this color? Like maybe, maybe they now can see even more options that we could give them. And Shades EQ is a great place to start. Yeah, definitely. I think too, like seeing roots grow out for, because I have a lot of bleaching tones, a lot of like very heavily foiled clients and for them to like grow their roots out and like maybe embrace like a little bit more of like a melted look and maybe have their hair get a little longer and a little healthier. I'm intrigued to see what happens with that as well. Me too. The trends are going to be fun. I think all of our trend forecasting that we did Maybe it'll be on point. Maybe we'll still see more of that 90s look, but I think we're definitely going to see more low maintenance 90s maybe. Oh yeah, I think so. I'm digging it. Um, so speaking of trends, um, I know Redken has come out with some new products and of course it's unfortunate that we're not all working behind the chair right now, but can you tell us some of the newest additions to the Shades family? Um, I think you guys have some mats that you came out with recently. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for these. It was funny because the mats showed up to Summit so that Summit could have their stock of them because we were supposed to launch them in April. So they showed up to Summit just before quarantine. So I, on the last day of quarantine, was trying to convince the warehouse workers to open up the boxes so that I could selfishly have some matte shades to take home. <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't get them, oh, and, no. <laughs> and I'm really excited for when we can all go back. So I'm just as excited as you guys, but I have had the opportunity to play with them. So the mats, I believe, are going to be everybody's favorite, like new favorite root smudge. So we have a level two, a level four, a level seven, and a level nine. So it's the first time we've ever gotten a level two, which is really fun. Yeah. And so the matte shades have a brown to tan background. So really nice, natural balanced result background family. And then a primary blue tone and then a secondary green. So a lot of people were thinking like, oh my goodness, why would we ever put green at a level nine? But it really is pre-calibrated, just a tiny bit of green in there. And it never really shows, I like to use the analogy of showing its face. The green never really shows its face. It really just gives this perfect, 09M is actually called sand dunes. Mm. So when I say it gives a perfect sandy kind of tone, it really is beautifully sandy. Mm. So the M's are going to be really pretty. Um, that 7M is going to be stunning for a shadow root for that zone one smudge kind of service. I think it's going to be awesome. I think especially post-COVID, of course, at Redfin, we could have never known this was going to happen, but these matte series really do emulate a lot of people's natural hair colors. So I think, like, even me, I'm a 7M. Like, 7M with maybe a little bit of 6N just to drop it down a bit. Like, mm -hmm. that is my natural color, spot on. So I think, especially for the root smudging or even the people who have decided, you know what, Maybe my high maintenance look is just a bit too much since I can't see my stylist as much as I want to. These are really going to help us get through, get through these times. Something else that we have coming that I can't speak too much about, but I think I'll, I'll tease everyone just a little, is something called Ash Brown. 
So I won't tell you what's in it. I'll leave you with the thought. I'll let you guys keep checking instead and see if you can find a (laughs) teaser. But yeah, they're going to be called Ash Brown and it's, it's going to be really fantastic. Very, very cool. Yes, I think I'm going to be one of those people that's going to be in need of a shadow root because my bleach and tone has grown out quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's more of an extension now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um, so what's next for you with Redkin? Oh, that is a great question. So I have been really fortunate to be working through this whole time. We've been doing so much upskilling. Um, I've been doing Excel training, which I have never really done in my life. Uh, My college course 10 years ago when I did my hair program had a computer course. And honestly, I did not pay attention. And now I'm so regretting that because this has been so difficult. Mm -hmm. So I think digital age is coming. I don't necessarily think Redkin's going to make me start having to be an Excel lady. But um, for example, I'm sitting in a room that is going to be turned into my studio room. And I have a ring light and a microphone coming from Amazon. These are things I never would have purchased before. I think digital education is going to be where I'm going at least next for the next little while. <laughs> so I think I'm going to be upskilling on a lot of digital, digital training, digital delivery, how to be a Zoom expert <laughs> and, and getting... Actually, I know for a fact that the digital digital is what's next for us because we're doing so much digital training right now and um hopefully hopefully after the digital we'll be doing more back to shows and stuff like I'll be able to go backstage at fusion and things like that but for now I'm going to have an in-home studio and become a become a digital educator Is, is podcasting in your future honestly I like this a lot yeah I um I would have to find out how many people actually want to talk to me, <laughs> but I, I, I definitely like being part of these. I think if anybody wants to have me on, I would totally be like to be a guest for now. Yeah, I definitely, I'm all about the audio. I'm like, this is so much easier than video. <laughs> no kidding. Um, so in the province of Alberta, we're kind of in the process of trying to figure out heading back into salon and what changes we're going to have to make to, um, you know, adhere to health standards and that sort of thing. But I know that there are going to be a lot of changes for stylists. So I'm just wondering if you can give stylists some advice on how to um, build up our tickets in salon, especially after getting back um, from this pandemic and um, just to try to make as much money as we can behind the chair if we're working reduced hours or anything like that. Absolutely. I, I love this. And I've been racking my brain, taking so many trainings, trying to collect all of the most valuable information to be able to answer this question and give people the best advice. So I think first and foremost, like everybody needs to stay calm. I think if we go back into the salon panicked, it's going to, our clients are going to be like animals. They're going to smell fear and they're going to sit down and be like, I need to get out of here ASAP. Put that color on, wash me out see you later. And we don't want to take the experience that has been a lovely experience for them this far and turn it into something like going to the dentist. I love my dentist. I go to the gym with his daughter, but honestly, I, when I go, I'm like, Oh my God, I I would rather not be here. And I just don't want the hair experience to turn into that. So I think we also have to remember, I think that meme going around right now with all the PPE on and it's like, ma'am, I'm your hairstylist, not your doctor. I think it's kind of funny, but I also think it's like, 
we can't let all of these extra things that we have to have on us wear our spirits down. So first and foremost, that's my first advice. Secondly, to raise your ticket. So again, the first part to having your ticket not get squashed is allowing these people to sit in your chair and still feel relatively comfortable in it, as comfortable as possible. So remember everything that you have in your repertoire. Remember all of the products that you have that maybe work in a lesser time. So like something like our color gels lacquers, it's like Shades EQ, but it's permanent. It's liquid. You can throw it in a bottle. It's really fast to apply. That could be a service that you put in between foils. So you're still giving them the best experience. It's still going to take time. You're going to give them that nice experience, but it's going to be faster than going in and applying maybe a cream color. Um, Also reduced processing times. Like I said, try and think about your products that you can use that maybe don't take so long to process so that you can still give that beautiful service, but maybe in less time because time is going to be money as well. So make sure that you have products that work in a reasonable amount of time. Also, I think um, having multiple sets of tools. So I, I said this on a call the other day and someone said it was brilliant. I said, start calling up everyone you know who maybe you went to hair school with and they don't do hair anymore. Or maybe they're on maternity leave and they're not using any of their tools. Um, look at your suppliers and see if you guys can get a good deal on another set of brushes. Um, Because the more tools you have, the less disinfection you have to do on those tools in between your clients, the more you can kind of go, 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 if you will. If, If you only have to if you only have to sanitize your station and not so much your tools because you have multiple sets, that's going to be a game changer. Also making sure that you are educated in your PPE that you have to wear and also taking all your courses now for like, so for example, Barbicide course Mm -hmm. is available online right now. There's a preempt webinar on May 15th that you can sign up for things like that. Like just knowing so that like you're, we're trying to increase our tickets. Time is money. If you have to read the bottle every time you have to disinfect something, that's going to take time out of your day to make money. Yeah. So, and I think also um, remembering that even though these times are cray cray, not discounting yourself because are you just because this time sucks and you might not look the part that you normally look and they don't look the part either you have to remember that you know you just gotta you gotta make your money and not discount it it's not going to be the same that it always was but we have to approach this as the new normal and you can't take 20 percent off because you couldn't talk to them at the shampoo basin yeah it is what it is yeah Also, another, another thing that I saw from uh, Linda Mackey, she's a Redken artist from the States. She said this and it was brilliant. She said, if you can have your clients do things that make your life easier, such as come in in an old t-shirt so that you don't have to cape them. And that's their new hairdressing t-shirt. And they wear that to the salon and they wear that home and they take care of the washing of it for you. Mm-hmm. That changes the game in terms of um, how much laundry you're doing throughout the day. You don't necessarily have to worry as much about capes. Oh, that's so smart. Like Dylan's got 50 old t-shirts in there that I know I'm going to probably start giving to salons to maybe even give to their clients because I don't, you know, maybe some people are going to say, oh, I don't have an old t-shirt or whatever, but I think it's going to be things like that. Like, yeah, it's not glamorous to roll into the salon in your old 
your old Waffle House t-shirt or whatever, but <laughs> it's going to change the game for having to launder so many capes or having to buy those single use capes. Like I really, all this single use stuff, I worry about the environment and also the salon's pocketbooks, right? Like you guys have to buy all that stuff. Totally. I could like save 15 bucks a client by having them wear a dirty, not a dirty old t-shirt, a clean t-shirt into the salon that they don't care about then you guys can save some money and make it easier for you guys oh those are so many great tips I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that will benefit from those so thank you so much for sharing that I'm glad and check out Summit Salon Services website too like they have all of the resources for any hairstylist it doesn't matter if you're a, a sole proprietor by yourself in a suite or if you're in a staff of 30 like they have the resources are starting to come about and what we're starting to get is really good. Amazing. Um, how are you and your husband surviving quarantine? Cause it's the two of you and your fur babies. Oh, we are <laughs> surviving quarantine. Um, it's, it's been a time we're realizing really interesting things about our animals. They have a lot of uh, routines that we seem to be, we seem to be infiltrating the routine of the animals. We've also gotten a few new routines. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have an elliptical in the basement that we realized if my husband inclines it, his head actually hits, his head actually hits the uh, ceiling. Oh, so that's pretty interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're doing okay. Dylan's actually back to work on the 14th Amazing. when all the hairdressers go back. He does um, heating and cooling. So like furnace installs and maintenance and things like that. Amazing. So he's, he's going back to work on the 14th. So pretty excited about that. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's so exciting. Um, I want to move into some of the questions from our, our followers. So I usually post to get um, some more questions that maybe I don't think of. Um, and you may have answered some of these a little bit, but um, I'll go through and ask them because these are questions that people want to know the answer to. So sure. how are you keeping busy during the pandemic? Oh my goodness. Well, like I said, I've been doing those Excel trainings and um, I shouldn't just say Excel trainings. I've been doing a lot of really cool e-learning. Um, what else have I been doing? Oh, because I've been working, that's been taking up most of my days. But on the weekends, I've discovered that I really like Desperate Housewives. Ooh, nice. And um, in fact, I got really upset. Amazon Prime did this thing where they took away season seven and uh, I bought it <laughs> on <laughs> iTunes. Because I was like, you don't take my show away from me. It was so interesting. I have this routine where I was like finishing work at five and then turning on Desperate Housewives. Um, my office is really organized, <laughs> organizing a lot of things. This is good. This is good. Um, my makeup brushes are really clean. Yeah. Yeah. I had to clean my makeup brushes as well. Yep. The organize, I have work makeup brushes and personal makeup brushes and they all somehow got mixed up. <laughs> yep. I hear ya. That was I, I, have, I have multiple sets too. And I'm like, is why do I have so like they're not in the right place where they're supposed to be and when I clean them I didn't put them back you know yeah it is what it is if you didn't have time to sleep what would you do with the extra time oh my goodness or you didn't have I, to sleep sorry if I didn't have to sleep what would I do with the extra time I would get in shape <laughs> <laughs> I did already answer this question but I'll just ask it to you again what are some opportunities for stylists to grow within Redken yeah. Awesome. So we, well, you kind of asked it, but not really. You asked about more educator kind of opportunities, but growing within Redkin is 
actually something that's pretty easy to do. It doesn't matter if your salon just has one product, like you guys, Heather, just have Shades EQ. It doesn't matter how many products you have. You can always get more education throughout the brand. And you can also take education outside of your salon because Redkin does a lot of in-salon programs. Mm-hmm. But we also do our regional and national programs. So you could take education at, like, you can go to New York and go take it at the exchange. Obviously, right now you can't, but I truly <laughs> believe we'll get back to that point at, at some point. Yeah. Um, but you can pay and go to the New York exchange, or there's also opportunities to sometimes win your way in. Or if you have a salon, you can accumulate points that are good towards education. Yeah. Um, so the New York exchange is an option. There's also the Toronto exchange. So there's all kinds of courses you could take there. There's cutting classes, there's coloring classes, there's uh, styling, which we call finishing. There's, there's so much. There's also um, at the distributor. So like at summit, you can take education there. Yeah. Um, where else can you get education or develop with Redken? Um, you can hire an artist to come do one-on-one education with you. Well, I have no idea. Really cool. That's yeah. So, so you can, um, any artist that is out there, you can actually pay and, and hire for the day. Or there's also opportunities to like win your way in or use points. Yeah. Um, and then also there's a lot online. So we have Redkin Education on Demand. And that is um, our platform with just, it's a resource of videos. It's a whole collection. Anything you want to learn, you can learn from uh, Redkin Education On Demand. Wow, so cool. There's so much out there. Um, okay, so before we go, do you have anything else you would like to add that we, I didn't ask you about or that we haven't talked about yet? No, I don't think so. This has been super amazing. Yay. Oh, thank you so much. Um, where can our listeners find you? Who our listeners can find me. Instagram is probably the easiest. Mm-hmm. So it's at Carly, C-A-R-L-E-Y dot Sab, S-A-A-B dot Brun, B-R-U-N or on my Facebook. So it's just Carly Sab hyphen Brun. Amazing. And yeah, you guys can message me. Yeah, whatever you is, a, is a good resource. So if anyone has questions or anything, definitely ask her. I know I usually um, slide into your DMs from time to time. <laughs> Whenever you need. It's never too early. It's never too late. I will get back to you as soon as I can. And no question is ever a bad question. I kind of mentioned like Redkin is a why company. And that's what I love about it. So most of the time, if you ask me why or what, I'll either have the answer. And if I don't, I'm going to get it for you. So amazing. Thank you so much, Carly, for chatting with me today. You're welcome, Heather. Thank you for having me. Back sometime. (laughs) Anytime you would like. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe. You can find me on Instagram at HeatherDK underscore. Until next time, sending love and light your way.